This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. As a shepherd tends his flock when he finds himself among his scattered sheep, so will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they are scattered, when it was cloudy and dark. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out, the strayed I will bring back, the injured I will bind up, the sick I will heal. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. As for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Beside restful waters he leads me, he refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head, my cup overflows. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. Only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd, there is nothing I shall want. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ, then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him, so that God may be all in all. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, 
and all the nations will be assembled before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or ill, or in prison, and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, on this Sunday, we are now celebrating the end of the liturgical year. Year A is finishing up. Next week starts Advent, and we are closing out the year with a bang. We are celebrating the Feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Um, This is something that Pope Pius XI instituted uh, in 1925 with his encyclical Quas Primas. And it's responding to the growing secularization and atheism in society. How does that, does that sound familiar, Mm -hmm. right? And he recognized that attempting to thrust Jesus Christ and his holy law out of public life would result in a continuing discord among people and nations. The solemnity reminds us that while governments come and go, Christ reigns as king forever. And what a wonderful way to end this year, isn't it? Yes, it is. And so on this feast day... We kind of, I think it's a good question to ask, well, what type of king do we have? And the answer is a shepherd king. And that's what we see in Ezekiel chapter 34 here. Now, this first reading starts at verse 11. And I want to give a little bit of a background in verses 1 through 10, because what happens here is God through Ezekiel in the first 10 verses condemns the current leaders because they were not shepherding rightly. A few little excerpts here. It says, son of man, Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the crippled you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought. My sheep were scattered, and behold, I am against the shepherds. So today's reading where we pick it up is God's response and judgment 
to these bad shepherds. Exactly. He isn't just a king shepherd. He is also our judge. And that is a very important aspect to remember. You know, so often, whenever there's an open discussion about right and wrong, there seems to always be someone, I don't know, maybe a guilty party, who pops up with that tired old objection, oh, as Christians, we're not supposed to judge. Now, there is some truth to that. But overall, it's nonsense. Of course we judge. In fact, we use our judgment every day to determine if it's safe to go drive down a particular road, right? Or um, under particular weather conditions, whether we should go out. And when we buy food and prepare our meals, what's safe for us, what's good for us. We use our judgments to make financial decisions and so on. When it comes to other people... We don't judge what's in a person's heart or mind. We don't judge the reason behind someone's actions unless they happen to tell us, right? But we certainly can and we must judge whether or not another person's actions are right or wrong. And God was going to judge us. He's going to judge We hear here in this first reading between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. And in the end, we will be held accountable for our actions and just as importantly, for our lack of action. And we see a similar theme in the second reading, much as like there is a falling away from Christ in through sin and then a restoration by God. We see that similar theme, how in the second reading through Adam came death. And through Christ comes life. He restores us again. He reverses that sin of Adam through his life, his death, and his resurrection. You know, Christian faith and hope are based on Christ's resurrection, that fact of the empty holy sepulcher. And Christ's sovereignty comes known to us through the salvation history and will achieve its final complete form at the second coming. And so I really uh, very interested in kind of making a couple little ties between the sin of Adam and then the resurrection of Christ. There are three things that I was thinking of. Uh, The first is that both were tested in a garden. The second is that in Genesis 3, God tells Adam, you will will experience sweat and thorns and nakedness till you return to the ground. And of course, that was uh, experienced by Christ during his uh, passion and death. And then thirdly, in Romans chapter 5, it says, through as one man's disobedience the many were made sinners even so through the obedience of the one shall many be made righteous it's so beautiful how christ again reverses that sin and brings us to new life yeah and in this reading saint paul refers to the first fruits of christ and of course like you said he's referring to the resurrection without hope in the resurrection nothing in life would be worthwhile But the resurrection changes everything. The resurrection brings hope to an otherwise hopeless existence. But what do we really live? You know, do we do we really act like we believe this? You know, how how it is that our lives reflect this? You know, are we willing to stake our lives on the creed that we profess every Sunday? And as we're closing up this liturgical year and preparing to enter into the Advent season, it's time to take an inventory of our hearts and decide what needs to be repaired, and what needs to be thrown away. Exactly. And that also then ties with judgment because we see in the gospel here with Matthew, 
Heavenly court is in session, Carla, and it is a time of judgment. Yeah, and this reading, this gospel reading, it follows along the same kind of theme that we heard in last week's gospel, which was the parable of the talents, where a man was found guilty by neglecting to share the love and mercy of God with others. Now, our societal laws, our rules and regulations, they set restrictions on what we're not supposed to do. And for many of us, not doing something that's unlawful is a lot easier than actually doing something that requires personal sacrifice. Jesus' challenge in this gospel reading expands beyond the thou shalt nots. He challenges us by calling us to do the work of faith, the endurance of hope, and the labor of love. And when we put our faith into action, we participate in bringing Christ to the world. Jesus in the scripture identifies himself with all peoples, especially the poor and the afflicted. And that to me, you know, really provides an opportunity for the reflecting on the corporal works of mercy, to feed the hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to harbor the harborless, to visit the sick, to ransom the captive, and to bury the dead. Ultimately, our attitude towards our neighbor will reveal our acceptance or refusal of God's grace and divine love. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through moderndayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.